Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yo, Beth. Yo, Beth. Yo, Beth. Catch me on Instagram and Twitter at All Even Podcast. You can listen to the show on Podbeam, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Stitcher, Deezer, and wherever you find your podcasts available. And trust me, go to YouTube, hit that subscribe button, like, share, and comment because the page is growing, baby. At All Even Wave, I get on here every time and tell y'all get on that wave. Don't get left behind. I'm everywhere. Last to get into is all NBA tonight. We're going to go into the award races, who I feel should be, you know, winners of those awards. We're going to go over who already won those awards. We're going to talk about the play-in games and the first-round matchups as well. And then the greatest segment on the planet, Dummy of the Week. So let's just jump right into it. The play-in tournament is finally here. And what do we have to look forward to? We had the Hornets and Pacers in the first playing game. We have the Washington Wizards and the Boston Celtics playing right now. Tomorrow we have the Grizzlies and the Spurs. And then the Warriors and Lakers. Now the first game was a complete beating. The Pacers beat down the Hornets 144-117. to The only person that had a good game for the, the Hornets is Miles Bridges. He had 23 points, 8 rebounds. But DeMontis Sabonis had a game. Didn't shoot well, but had 14 points, 21 boards, 9 assists. Malcolm Brogdon came back, 16 points, 8 assists. TJ McConnell was a story off the bench, 17 points. So they did exactly what they had to do. They beat the hell out of the Hornets. The Hornets played uninspired basketball the entire game. They looked like it was a regular season game. It looked like preseason to them. They weren't taking it seriously. They probably didn't realize or didn't get the memo that it's the playoffs. So, you know, this playing tournament, the first game, hasn't really brought that excitement that we expected. And look, the Hornets are a young team. They have LaMelo Ball. They have all these young pieces. They're very good. They're just not ready yet. But we did expect them to have a little bit more fight tonight. Because they are that talented. But some teams are just not ready for the big spotlight yet. The Pacers, they've been dealing with injuries and controversy and drama all season. The fact that the head coach, he's been 
up and down in regards to there's rumors that him and the players are not seeing eye to eye. Malcolm Brogdon's been hurt. You have Karis LeVert. He didn't play this game. You know, there's a lot of things that's going on with this team. So kudos to them for getting it together. Guys stepping up. Guys realizing the importance of the game and really capitalizing and knocking down some big shots tonight. So I would love to see what's going to happen with them and the winner of this Celtics and Wizards game because for what I see right now, Celtics are up 58-56 to in the third quarter. So the game is getting interesting. The game is very tight. Both teams are they're playing okay. The pace is starting to pick up a little bit. Uh, Bradley Beal had a great second quarter. So now we're going to see exactly who can be able to deliver that knockout blow. Everybody's been talking about Brad Stevens has lost the, 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 the team and, you know, he may get fired. Listen, Brad Stevens did not lose this team. Brad Stevens is not going to get fired. The report came out today that he is not on any hot seat, on anybody's hot seat, on anybody's hot plate. It ain't happening. Brad Stevens is not going anywhere because if he gets fired, he won't have a job for about five minutes. Because somebody else will pick him up very, very quickly. It's not Brad Stevens' fault that the roster sucks. The roster construction has been really bad. And newsflash, Jalen Brown is out for the season. So there's a lot of things that's going on with this team that they're trying to figure it out. Guys are not playing up to their contracts right now. Kemba Walker has been hurt the entire season. Guys are trying to figure it out. So if they do fall out of this playing tournament, and end up, you know, having to kind of look at things and restructure the roster come off season, then so be it. But Brad Stevens will be here. The problem that I've always had with the Celtics is Danny Ainge. Danny Ainge is the guy that he gets to fire coach after coach after coach. He gets to trade player after player after player. Screw up on draft pick after draft pick after draft pick. When is the owner going to look at Danny Ainge and say, Yo, my man, what are you doing? Are you doing anything to help us? If not, you got to go. You gots to go. And for the Wizards, listen, shouts to them. The way their season started, it's been, it's been a complete 180. They had a whole bunch of COVID issues. At one point, they had like six guys suit up for a game. It was bad. It was bad. And shouts to Alex McLean. You know, he was definitely on the show, All Even Live exclusive. And they've been riding the wave, man. Russell Westbrook has played very well. Averaged another triple-double. Four out of five years, he's done so. And now he's starting to put it together. Him and Bradley Beal had a really, really good season. Bradley Beal was second in the league in scoring over 31 points a game. So, you know, they have a pretty decent duo. I'm not going to say that they're tops in the league or anything like that. They're good. They're good. But is the supporting cast good enough to be able to really cause problems if they do end up solidifying their space in the playoffs? Can they push a number two or number one seed to the brink? I'm not really sure about that. Scott Brooks, he's had a history of coming up short in the playoffs. Doesn't really make much adjustments come playoff time. That's very important for teams. So I want to see exactly where they fall. They're losing right now to the Celtics, which means that Boston will end up securing that number seven spot if they do hold on to win. And now it'll be Washington and Indiana playing for that eighth seed. And who would I believe 
has the upper hand in that game. I believe that it would be Indiana. I think they have the better team. I think they're deeper. I think they have more talent. I think defensively they're better. I think maybe the coaching is a push right now, but I would pick Indiana in that game. Russell Westbrook is a great talent. Hall of Famer, no doubt. But there's something about him in the playoffs that I just don't I don't like and I don't trust. It always seems like he's pressing. It always seems like he's trying to do more when he should just be playing basketball. Like, I, I'm not saying that the, the, the spotlight is too big for him. I'm just saying that he's doing way more. He's just going way too hard, and he can't slow himself down to actually have a good game. That type of erratic basketball is not going to win you playoff games. It'll win you regular season games when coaches are not, they're not game planning for you from night to night. They're just playing the games. It's a free-flowing thing in the season. Come playoff time, they're looking at tape. They're trying to stop you. They're trying to take away your strengths. And if you're not adapting, you're going to end up losing and losing in quick fashion. This is what happens with Russell Westbrook teams. So let's see what happens. I don't, I don't really see them beating the Celtics tonight. The Celtics, although they've been playing bad, you know, I think they lost like 10 out of the last 15 games down the stretch. It doesn't really matter at this point. They're in. All they have to do is beat the Wizards. They clinch the seventh spot. And it's them and the Nets in the first round. Pretty interesting series. And as I'm seeing the game right now, score is 74-58 Boston. The, the Wizards are unraveling. Russell Westbrook is unraveling. And it's just like how I was just saying. Something is, something is just missing with him when it comes to the playoffs. It really is. Like There should definitely be a disclaimer on his contract to say, listen, I can get you to the playoffs. But don't expect to do much when we get to the <laughs> when we get to the playoffs. It's just you know he's a great player. It's a great player, but some guys are just not playoff performers. They're just not. So it's not about hate. It's not about this. It's facts. How many times are you going to be able to come up short in the playoffs before somebody says, you know what? Maybe maybe playoffs are not your thing. And, and that's what it looks like with Russell Westbrook. It really does. Moving on to tomorrow's playing game, we got the Memphis Grizzlies against the San Antonio Spurs. Who do I have in that game? I got the point guard. I have the Memphis Grizzlies winning this game. Memphis has had a really, really good season, 38-34 and uh, 34 for the season. They played really, really good. I believe that they can be able to beat the Spurs. The Spurs are a decent team. They're still in transition, trying to figure it out, trying to retool, rebuild. They still have some veterans on the team like Rudy Gay. So they have some guys that have been there before and know exactly what it takes to win playoff games. So we'll see what happens. But like I said, if I got my money on it, I'm picking the Grizzlies, man. I like the fact that John Morant is just... He's, he, he feels like a generational point guard to me. He really does. He has Russell Westbrook explosion, and he has the IQ as well. So that's why I like him. That's why I feel that they're going to be able to get another shot at getting into these playoffs. I don't think they're going to beat the Lakers or the Warriors, but they're going to have a shot. 
because John Morant gives them a shot. On to the next game. The reason why the play-in tournament even exists. How they drew it up in their heads. Like, yo, maybe we can have two big markets who are struggling right now. Possibly play each other in a play-in and just make for must-see TV. Get us more money in our pockets. More eyes on the product. This would be great. Q-win, Lakers, Warriors. Who do you got? The Warriors, with Steph Curry leading the charge, they have been the surprise team in the Western Conference. Everybody thought that they were left for dead, including me. I didn't think that they had a shot to win 30 games, much less 39 games. I had no idea that Steph Curry could be able to carry a team, and he carried this team this season. He had to score damn near 35 points a game to do so, and he did so. And he led this team exactly where I didn't think that they can actually be. So kudos to the Warriors. But guess what? The road ends here in regards to trying to be the seventh seed. That's not going to happen. The Lakers are going to beat the hell out of the Warriors. You got two good defensive efficiency rated teams. One is the Lakers. I think the Warriors are top five, top ten. So you got two teams that play defense, which is good. So we'll see exactly what happens in the game. I just feel very confident that the Lakers with LeBron, Anthony Davis, Andre Drummond, Kyle Kuzma, and the bunch, they're going to be able to get it done. The Warriors have Steph Curry. That's it. That's all you have to be worried about. If Steph gives you 60 and you lose, you hang your hat on that. But there's no way that Andrew Wiggins... The Kelly Oubre's, the Draymond Greens, none of these dudes going to kill you. No, no. So final score, Lakers 122, Warriors 109. And the Lakers secure the seventh seed. They end up playing Phoenix in the first round of the playoffs. And that's going to be a good series. And then I believe that the Warriors will beat the Grizzlies, secure the eighth seed. And then we have Warriors and Jazz in the first round. And honestly, I ain't going to lie to you. The Warriors can definitely win that series. They can definitely win that series. I don't believe in Utah. I will never believe in Utah. I like Spider. I like Quinn Snyder, the coach. I think he's very good. I like Jordan Clarkson. I think he's swell. I like Ingles. They got some good pieces, man. I like Mike Conley Jr. Well, the one person I ain't going to get no credit to, the one person. I ain't going to get no credit to. It's Rudy Gobert. Ain't going to happen. Ain't going to happen. Not on my watch. Any team that Rudy Gobert is on, they ain't got no shot to winning no championship. It's not going to happen. Steph Curry has the playoff experience. He has the playoff knowledge. Draymond Green is a plus defender. It's going to be frustrating for those Utah Jazz to beat those Warriors. I'm going to tell you, they may end up doing it, but it's not going to be four games. It's not going to be a gentleman's sweep. It's not going to be six games. It's going seven. And if I'm going to put my money on it, give me the Warriors in seven. I ain't going to lie to you. Because Rudy Gobert ain't doing nothing. Ain't doing nothing. On to the 2-7 matchup that I feel is going to be very, very interesting between the Phoenix Suns and the Los Angeles Lakers. Look, L.A. has had a rough year. They've dealt with a lot of injuries. A.D. with the Achilles, tendonitis, and... You know, we don't know exactly what was going on with that. 
Then LeBron goes down with the high ankle sprain. You have other things going on in regards to the roster. Guys are not playing that consistently. But defensively, they've been good all year. So they end up, you know, having a subpar second season in a title defense. But for me, it's very, very similar to another team that won a championship that had a subpar second season in their title defense. And that was the 1995 Houston Rockets. After the Rockets win their championship against the Knicks in seven games, they end up making some changes the following season. They try to shake things up, make some trades. Things didn't kind of go well in regards to chemistry. And they didn't play well down the stretch going into the playoffs. Everybody didn't really know exactly what to think about Houston at that time. Because you had other teams that were dominating. You had the Spurs that won 60-plus games that year. You had Phoenix. You had Utah. You had Seattle ahead of them. All of these teams were viable NBA title contenders. While the champs are just kind of like blowing in the wind. Nobody's really talking about them. Playoffs come. They win the first round. Then they win the second round. Then they dominate the Western Conference Finals. And then they dominate the Orlando Magic in the finals and sweep them. So they show you that it's not really about how you finish the regular season. It's about if guys can get healthy at the same time, if that chemistry can be able to click when you need it to click. And sometimes that playoff pressure really makes diamonds out of people. And that's exactly what happened to that Houston Rockets in that second season that allowed them to win back-to-back titles. So the Lakers are really in that situation where people are counting them out. They're saying that they don't look good. They don't know what happen, what's going to happen with LeBron James. They don't know how the rotations are going to pan out. They don't know if Frank Vogel is the guy. All of these subplots everybody's talking about. But you don't want to bet against LeBron James in a seven-game series. You just don't. And I'm just saying, against Phoenix... They have a legit shot at beating Phoenix and beating them soundly in five or six games. I can see that happening, and I wouldn't be surprised, and I don't think that anybody else would be surprised either if it happened. So that's my prediction. I still feel the Lakers are the favorites to run the West, to get to the NBA Finals. I still got Lakers and Bucks in my NBA Finals. It has not changed. And it will not change until I see otherwise. It's not going to change. Let's go ahead and go to the other matchups. We have the 3-6 matchup between the Denver Nuggets and the Portland Trailblazers. That's going to be a hell of a fight. Hell of a fight. I can't wait to see that. You have two good teams going at it. You got Nikolai Jokic, who's basically, you know, everybody's saying that he's the MVP this season. And... You know, without Jamal Murray, he's definitely going to have to step up his game and he's going to have to prove his worth because I I don't know if he can be able to sustain that the entire round. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. But if you have, you want me to bet on it in regards to who I feel is going to be able to win that series, honestly, I have Denver. I have Denver winning in six because I don't think that Portland has enough. I don't know if they can be able to compete in the entirety of the series 
They may be able to win a game or two, but I just think that Denver has more than them. They're a better defensive team. They have a good rim protection. Aaron Gordon, you have uh, uh, you know Michael Porter Jr. They have some pieces on that team that's really, really good, man. So I think Portland is going to be up against it. It's going to be a good series. They're not going to back down. They're not going to quit. But I think that Denver is just too much. Just too much for the Portland Trailblazers, and Denver moves on. But the matchup that I'm waiting to see is the rematch from last year. The L.A. Clippers against the Dallas Mavericks. Four against five. Who do I think is going to be able to come out on top? Well, Dallas played them really, really tough last season. Porzingis went down and kind of changed the entirety, the complexion of that series. But Lucas still played well. He dogged Kawhi Leonard, dogged Paul George. I loved it. I loved it. So I can expect to see that again. But if I'm going to pick a team to win the series, I'm going Mavs. I'm picking Mavs. I don't care about the Clippers. I'm picking the Mavs. Moving on, moving on to the Eastern Conference. Let's go ahead and start with the 3-6 matchup between the Bucks and the Heat. That's going to be a rematch of last year. Definitely going to be a good series. And who do I feel is going to have the upper hand this time? Well, the Miami Heat, they were the hottest team in the playoffs last year. You can go back and check my podcast from last season. I went ahead and said that Miami was my dark horse. I thought that Miami had a great chance of getting to the NBA Finals. And what did they do? They beat the Bucs, they beat the Celtics, and then they got to the NBA Finals. But it's a different year. The Bucs are a different team. They got Drew Holiday now. They have my man P.J. Tucker. They have a tougher basketball team this season. And guess what? They're flying under the radar. Everybody's talking about Brooklyn. Everybody's talking about Philly. Everybody's talking about the Knicks. Nobody's talking about Milwaukee. This is the perfect time for them to actually get to exactly where they want to be. The NBA Finals. When they were the odds-on favorite the last two seasons, and Giannis was the back-to-back dominant MVP, and they wanted to create the storyline, they fell flat. They fell flat because everybody criticized Chris Middleton not being the, the second guy. Well, now they have a second guy. They got Drew Holiday. They got that guy that's a dog that can be able to get his own shot, create for others, play great defense. Now Chris Middleton can be able to switch from the second or third score on a night-to-night basis. And that's all right. As long as you got a guy like Drew Holiday that can be able to solidify your point guard position, that's what they've been missing. As good as Eric Bledsoe is, he's not a championship point guard. Just not. And Coach Bud, Coach Bud has a lot to prove as well. He's choked and and really came up short the last couple seasons. So it's really going to be up to him to see if he can be able to win the coaching battle in this series because Eric Spolster is a better coach. We know that. But do they have better players on the Heat side? I don't think so. So I still got the Bucks winning this series. I got them winning it in six. The next matchup we got is going to be the 4-5 matchup between the Knicks and the Hawks. I got the Knicks all the way. I think the Knicks have had a great season, storybook season, what they've had to go through. Julius Randle, damn sure is going to be a uh, all-NBA player, definitely going to be third-team all-NBA. R.J. Barrett has had a hell of a season. 
he's made that year two jump that I expected from like 14 points a game his rookie season, 17 and a half this season. He's played great defense. So they're on their way. I don't want to completely rule out the Hawks. I like the Hawks. I like Trey Young. I like the young pieces that they have over there. But the Knicks are, are a really, really good team. It's not just a great story and they just slid into the playoffs. The Knicks are legit. If they get the right matchups come second round, there's a possibility that the Knicks can get to the Eastern Conference Finals. I'm not saying they're going to get to the finals. I'm saying that they have a possibility of getting to the Eastern Conference Finals. It's kind of like uh, Miami last year is that the matchups were good for them round to round, and they were able to capitalize on that. The Knicks are kind of in the same spot. So we'll see exactly what type of luck falls the Knicks' way. But they're really good defensively. They get up in you pause and they know what they do well they understand what they do they're not trying to do any more than what they know they're good at that's what makes them dangerous that they're not trying to do something that they're not used to they're not trying to be some doppelganger of another team no 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 they're gonna punch you in the mouth they're gonna play physical and they're gonna allow homer simpson to you know, coach up a game plan and come up with a game plan defensively that's going to be able to isolate and expose the other team's weakness. That's what he does. So that's exactly what the Knicks are going to do, and they definitely will be moving on to the next round, in my opinion. The other matchups, obviously, are going to depend on what teams come out of the 7-8 matchup. So say the Celtics fall to 8th, they got to play the 76ers. How do I feel the Celtics pair up with the Sixers? I don't. I think the Sixers beat the hell out of them. I think that's a gentleman's sweep, and that's an easy round for the Sixers. What happens if the, the Pacers end up being the eighth seed? I think the same thing. I think the Pacers, they have good players, but Embiid and Simmons are just going to be too much for them. That would be over in five. What happens if the Wizards drop to eighth? I believe the same thing. So it doesn't matter what matchup the 76ers get. They're going to have the upper hand and be the heavy favorites as to whatever team they're playing. Because they have the most unstoppable player in all the NBA. And that's Joel Embiid. Hands down. Now, can I say that about the Brooklyn Nets? Eh, I don't know. Brooklyn Nets go against the Boston Celtics? That can be a series. Brooklyn Nets go against the Indiana Pacers? That can be a series. May not be a, a, a competitive series like how the, the Celtics series would be, but they would put up a fight. How would I feel about the Wizards and Nets? That's going to be a series as well. We got to understand here that health is a big concern with the Brooklyn Nets. Is Harden going to be okay to play? Is KD going to be healthy enough to get through the entirety of the playoffs without hiccup? And is Kyrie going to be mentally prepared to play in the playoffs or he's going to be focused on something else or 
He's going to be starving himself for 15 hours before a game. Whatever it is. Whatever it is, they have things that they have to work out that at this time, in this particular postseason, you need chemistry. You need to be operating on the same page, the same wavelength. The Nets are not on the same wavelength with their superstars. Everybody say, oh, yeah, well, you know, they're, they're friends. They could be able to figure it out. I can be best friends with anybody I want to be. But chemistry on the basketball court is completely different. We have to play together. We got to know what timing looks like. We got to understand exactly how to work this particular play. Individually, these guys are great. Kyrie had one of his best seasons ever. 27 points a game, 50% from the field, 40% from three, 90% from the line. He's only one of nine in the history of the NBA to put up numbers like that. Very impressive. James Harden, second in the league in, in assists. Great. Kevin Durant, 27 points a game coming off the Achilles. Great. These guys are phenomenal individually. But what do we expect from them as a cohesive team? We haven't seen it any more than seven games. So I don't know. I don't know what to tell you, but it smells very Clippers-like. Tell you that much. So if they don't get their act together, they could be going home just like the team that's in the basement. I'm just saying. Coming up after the break, I want to go ahead and go into my regular season award winners. On a Tuesday night, it's all leaving. Yo, it's your man DJ G Money from that Flip the Script podcast. Yeah, 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 we in the studio right now. Flip shut up. Yeah. Oh, oh, <laughs> oh, listen. Shout out to the Old Even podcast. My oh, man he, Barry oh, Grant Jr. Whoa, 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 What's up, whoa, man? Whoa, whoa, whoa. What happened? What you, what you, what you want to say to the people? Shout out somebody else's podcast? Yeah, my nigga's enjoying. What's up? Oh, Even. Oh, Even podcast. Yo, it ain't Even up here, boy. <laughs> we put fine. this girl something. Oh, Even. Yo, you. Oh, my God. What's up with you, man? Now, you going to have to shout out your keeper this? Yeah, keep all that. <laughs> you want to jump All Even Podcast, right? Yeah, All Even. Shout out to All Even Podcast, right? All Even. That's your man? My man. All right, shout out to All Even Podcast. 100%. He cool. Is he? He cool? Let me see. Is he cool? Welcome back, y'all. For the NBA regular season is. So let's start with the coach of the year. Obviously, the announcement came down that Monty Williams is the coach of the year. And honestly, I have no problem with it. The two candidates that I had at the top were Monty Williams and Tom Thibodeau. Shouts to Homer Simpson for coaching the Knicks. But I had a feeling that Monty Williams was going to get the edge just because it's in the Western Conference, it's in the tougher conference, and they finished second. Had they finished fifth or sixth, I think Tom Thibodeau would have definitely got the coach of the year. But for you to be a top two seed in the Western Conference after barely winning 30 games last season, yeah, hell yeah, you're going to win coach of the year. I got Nick fans, they mad. Tom Thibodeau should have won. I don't understand. 20-game difference from this season to last season. 
Okay. But we talking about the Phoenix Suns here. Finishing second in the Western Conference. You got the Lakers, you got the Warriors, you got the 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 Blazers, the 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 Mavericks, all of these good teams. And that's the team that finishes second. Goddamn right he's gonna win coach of the year. <laughs> it's no debate. It's no debate. So next award we're gonna go to is NBA Rookie of the Year. Who's my rookie of the year? LaMelo Ball has played well. The, the razzle, the dazzle, he's proven that he can definitely compete. He's the better ball brother. We all knew that from day one. He didn't really have to show us much to be the best ball brother. But who is my rookie of the year? It's not LaMelo Ball. It is Anthony Edwards. Anthony Edwards has had a solid rookie season. 19 points a game. He knows how to score. He has an NBA body. He looks like he belongs. He looks like he's going to be a star. He really is. He has that personality, that, you know, laid-back, laissez-faire personality. Okay, yes, he said that he doesn't know who Alex Rodriguez is. Okay, he's a kid. You know, these kids don't know. They don't know anything. But the kid can play basketball. I can tell you that much. He can fly. So Anthony Edwards is definitely my rookie of the year. LaMelo Ball, yes, he's second. Um, you know, you had Halliburton up there as well. So you had guys that played good. Quigley played well. So there's a lot of guys that contributed and, and showed their worth as rookies. But Anthony Edwards is definitely the guy. Sixth man of the year. Definitely going to have to go with my man, Jordan Clarkson. I like Jeremy Grant. I think he's good, but Jordan Clarkson just got the green light and was killing, killing. And trust me, when you have to shoulder so much offensive load because you got a guy like Rudy Gobert on your team, you're damn right I'm going to give you the sixth man of the year because you got to score for yourself and you also got to score for him because all the money that he's making, he can't give you no more than about 12, 13 points a game. But shouts to my man Jeremy Grant. Phenomenal season with the Detroit Pistons. Definitely showed his worth. I remember when he signed the big contract in the offseason. Everybody's like, why did he go there? What the hell is he going to do over there? But he's shown that he can be a 20-point scorer in the NBA. That's legit. That's really legit. So he's shown that he's for real. He's here to stay. And I'm sure he's going to end up winning an award or two down the road. You know, maybe a most improved, maybe a six-man, maybe get to an all-star team. The guy has literally built himself into a basketball player, a well-rounded offensive talent that can also play defense. So kudos to him, man. He's really, really impressed me this season. Next award is going to be the most improved player. This is a landslide. There's no other candidates for me. Julius Randle is the most improved player in all of the NBA. He has had one of the best seasons I've ever seen. So shouts to him. 24 points a game, over 10 rebounds, 5.5 assists. The guy shot 40% from three. Like, he was he was everything for the Knicks this season. Everything for the Knicks. And for him to be able to 
take that responsibility, put it on his back, perform on a night-to-night basis, have that Nick fan base just rabid and, and, and hungry for a winner and embrace it, yo, kudos to him. He's definitely the most improved player in the NBA. So I don't even care who's second. Doesn't matter. <laughs> Doesn't matter. Next award is going to be Defensive Player of the Year. And the reports are nauseating. Rudy Gobert is supposed to be the leader in the clubhouse, so to speak. Supposed to be the front runner for the award. He's a two-time Defensive Player of the Year already. But in my opinion, he is not the Defensive Player of the Year. Ben Simmons is my Defensive Player of the Year. A guy that can be able to guard multiple positions. Point guard, shooting guard, small forward, power forward center. And do it at a at a very, very efficient clip. He doesn't get 40 hung on him by other centers. He doesn't get dunked on and posterized. The guy plays solid defense. He locks up the other team's best player on a night-to-night basis. Rudy Gobert doesn't do that. It's very similar to last season when they wanted to spin this narrative about how great Giannis was defensively. There was better players defensively. Anthony Davis had a better defensive year than Giannis, but did they care? No, it's all about the story. We're going to make him the back-to-back MVP, defensive player of the year, the first time that's happened since MJ and all this. Okay. This year, make sure y'all make that bad decision right. Give it to Ben Simmons. Well-deserved because the guy has proven that he can be able to be a lockdown defender in this league. We all look for Ben Simmons to be LeBron James or, or you know, Lamar Odom or Magic Johnson. He's not those guys. But what he is is a tough, hard-nosed defender that can be able to lock guys up and really still be able to facilitate for his team. So he's proven himself to be a great passer, a great defender, and a pretty decent you know, role player. He's not a superstar, but man, is he good. Man, is he good. He just can't shoot. And Giannis can't shoot, but he won back-to-back MVPs in a defensive play of the year, so you might as well give it to him too. Give it to Ben Simmons. You already gave it to a guy that can't shoot, so you might as well just continue it. It's my opinion. Now let's get to the most valuable player. Everybody wants to talk about Steph. Steph, oh, he did. He he carried this team to the playoffs. He's he's the MVP. I've seen this year in and year out. I've seen guys carry teams to the playoffs with nothing and not get a sniff of MVP considerations. Well, because everybody loves Steph. Ah, Steph this, Steph that. Well, he has to be the MVP. No, he doesn't. No, he doesn't. It's not the MVP. It's just not the way it works. Kobe Bryant led teams with nothing, led the league in scoring. Tracy McGrady, all of these guys. It's happened before. It will continue to happen, and they won't get the award. You have to do something spectacular, like when Russell Westbrook averaged a triple-double. That's when they have to say, you know what, got to give to him. That's remarkable. 
So if Steph would have averaged 50 points a game, yeah, he would have probably got the MVP. But averaging a little over 32 points a game or so, and your team finishes eighth, you ain't winning no MVP. It's not going to happen. So who is my regular season MVP? Well, it's not Jokic. I think Jokic has had a good year as well. It's Joel Embiid. Joel Embiid is the most dominant player in the NBA right now. Can't be stopped. Averaging 28.5 points, 10.5 rebounds, 3 assists. The guy is killing. And his team is the number one seed in the Eastern Conference. Lock it up. Joel Embiid is the MVP. Face it. Guy's good. He's not Joker. He's not all that flashy passing. Okay, Joker's nice. Great. Embiid is dominant. Give me dominant over nice any day. That wraps it up for my awards. Let's see how I do. And anybody wants to debate me on it, I'm here for the smoke as well. (laughs) Coming up after the break, the greatest segment on the planet, Dummy of the Week, on a Tuesday night. It's all even. This is the God Jensen Gals. Just want to give a shout out to All Even Podcast, the best sports podcast out there. Keep up the amazing work. Also check us out at CigarJensenGals.com, where everyday apparel for cigar smokers. Let's get it. What's going on? What's up with you? It's your boy, the Candyman, the ALFRE to the D. It's your boy, Alfred, from the Rap Lab Podcast. And it's the one and only True G. Just call me the QG from the Rap Lab Podcast. And you tuned in to All Even with Barry Grant. Boy, that shit crazy. Welcome back, y'all. So without further ado, the greatest segment on the planet, Dummy of the Week. Dummy, yeah. We pick candidates on Tuesday and Saturday, and then we pick the winner on that Saturday show. So who is my first candidate for Dummy of the Week? May I have the drum roll, please? And the candidate is the Los Angeles Clippers. The entire organization. Teron Lue and the players and the executives, Jerry West and the bunch. You guys are my candidate for... Dummy, yeah. Because, let me get this straight. Ladies and gentlemen of the jury, the Clippers had a shot at locking up and solidifying the number three seed in the Western Conference. So that means that they would have been able to have home court advantage against whoever the sixth seed might have been. But what did they do? They ended up playing the Houston Rockets, and they sat all their players, and they got smoked. Then they sat out the next game. All the players sat out again, and they got smoked. And they ended up dropping to the four seed, so they cannot play the Los Angeles Lakers. Really? Is this what we're doing now? We're tanking games so we don't have to play the guys that live upstairs? That's like when you owe rent and you're trying to sneak out the back door because you don't want the landlord to see you. <laughs> like, what? You guys went ahead and tanked games 
so you don't have to play the Lakers. So where was all this bravado in regards to y'all are the best team in town? You had Kawhi Leonard last year doing commercials for that geriatric shoe that he has. New Balance talking about he's the new king of LA. Where's that smoke? Don't see it anymore. And what makes it better is that Ty Lu came out and said, so what? So what? I don't care. Yeah, we did it. That That's how you prepare your team for the playoffs? By ducking the champs? I would think that you want to take them out of the picture so you can say, you see what happens? We didn't play them last year. They ended up winning the title. We bust them up this year. Now we the favorites to win the crown. Nah, they said, no, 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 we don't want to play. Let's sit these games out so we don't have to play them until the Western Conference Finals. How do you know you're going to get there? <laughs> this is going to play out so good for me because I've already had my shirts ordered. I have my Waldo George shirts. With It's going to have his face with the Where's Waldo hat, the glasses, I can't wait because I know what's coming. Just like I say in the intro, that all even wave, get on that wave, you know what's coming. I know exactly what to expect out of the Clippers. They're going to choke and choke bad. But they're going to be very entertaining for me, not for the people that root for them, not for the five people out there that root for them. It's going to be very entertaining for me, though. Because exactly what I think they are is exactly what they're going to show me. The team that lives in the basement, that they have to worry about space heaters and dehumidifiers and what first down jacket they're going to share, that's the team that I'm expecting. Not the team that everybody thinks is one of the best teams in the NBA. Where? Where? Kawhi Leonard is not a closer. Waldo George couldn't hit a clutch shot in the playoffs if his life depended on it. He All he does is hit the side of the back. <laughs> Man, I've never seen this ever in my life. I've seen it in boxing. I've seen it in UFC where guys duck people. They duck opponents because, you know, the camp says, listen, this fight is all wrong for you, baby. We don't want this for you, man. You don't want to fight this man. No, no. Just like Rocky with Apollo Creed and his corner man was telling him, look, this man is all wrong for you, baby. We don't want to fight this man. I've seen you beat him and beat him to a pulp, and the man kept coming at you. That's exactly what it feels like. You're ducking the competition. You know the bus ass is coming, but you're just trying to delay the beating. It's like those kids that are in trouble. They're outside and say, man, we broke curfew. We've been out five hours past curfew. We might as well stay out and have fun because when we get home, we're going to catch that bus. <laughs> That's the Clippers. We're just going to delay this. We're going to delay it as long as we can because we know that once the Western Conference Finals gets there, they're going to bust our ass. They're going to treat us like a part-time job. Clock in, <laughs> clock out. <laughs> five games. Five games. So enjoy the break for now, but just be careful. Those Dallas Mavericks know exactly who you are as well. 
They saw you last year, and they got really, really close. Maybe, just maybe, they think that they hit the jackpot. Oh my goodness, do you see what they did? They tried to duck the Lakers. Now they want to play us? Yeah, we're going to bust their ass. <laughs> oh, man. So the LA Clippers, the five fans that root for you have only seen losing and losers for their entire existence rooting for the team. But you're possibly winners for Dummy of the Week. That's all for this show. I'll see you guys on Saturday. Until then, stay safe, stay cool, peace. You can catch me on Instagram and Twitter at All Even Podcast. Listen to the show on Podbeam, Amazon Music, Spotify, and wherever you find your podcasts available. And check out my YouTube channel, All Even Podcast. And don't forget to like, share, and hit that subscribe button. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.